What's up, everybody? Happy Thursday morning. Good to see you all here. Julie, welcome to Alphabets once again. It's good to see you. I love being on your show. Thank you for having me on today. I cannot wait for this show Absolutely. to see what God's going to do, all the confirmations. And it's such a great time to be alive. It's for, that's for sure. Absolutely. We're super Agreed. excited about Agreed. it. Super excited about it. We always, uh, when we scheduled out Julie, we always, this is one we always look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> well, I look forward to it too. I know so a lot of other people do too. So I can't wait to see what's going to, what's going to happen today. Absolutely. Oh, me, God does. me either. Me either. Yeah. It's good to see you guys here as you start to roll in. Hello. Hello. Um, before we get started, um, obviously we always like to start the show with prayer. Um, Julie, would you do the honors? Today? Of course I will. I would be honored to pray. Heavenly Father, right now, we just want to thank you that this is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad. And I thank you, Father God, for all the prophetic words, for what you're doing in the body of Christ, for what you're doing around the world to wake people up. And we thank you for the confirmations. And we thank you that you're revealing yourself more to us, that we are realizing who the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, El Shaddai, who you really truly are, Father God, and not a version of you. And we thank you that we all are a part of the body of Christ and we are bringing more people into the body of Christ. And we thank you that you win and our enemies always lose. And that's why we can celebrate each and every day. And we thank you for your love, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Julie, so... um. My man Chris over here, he does a lot of high-end woodwork and got a little surprise for you. I love and <laughs> Absolutely. Who does he's, it? He's, Who does it? He, he's very, very talented. And so Chris put together a minute video here and we're going to show you what he has made. Wow, that is so beautiful. Thank you so much. It's I'm like, uh, yeah, you're like, as soon as it turned around, I just started crying. <laughs> like, <laughs> thank you, Chris. Wow, that is such a beautiful 
beautiful gift. I don't even know what to say. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hang that up. <laughs> or my husband, Chris, to hang it up for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, you, wow. you, it's, you know, Chris puts a lot of hard work and it's something you definitely deserve uh, for everything you've done for everybody. And we've had a lot of people here at Alphabets that want to let you know how much they love you, how much they appreciate you and everything you do, because mm -hmm. uh, you're one of our favorites. You're one of their favorites. And uh, just keep going. Just keep going. I yeah. will. And I just want to say thank you. And I, I love, you know, all of you guys here at Alphabets. And I love so many of the body of Christ. And of course, I'm such an American I have an American spirit and an American patriot, and I love my nation. So to see that, it was just, that's so meaningful um, to me with having our logo next to the flag. It's just, that's awesome. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> Absolutely. One of our, um, one of our listeners who, uh, you know, was, had helped me with a website and stuff. Her name is Crystal. She helped me with the design for that. Like the scripture on the stripes, that was her idea, the color scheme. So yeah, we're one big well, family. <laughs> yeah, she loves you too. So, <laughs> well, I love her too. <laughs> wow, that was awesome. I I love. I just love our country, and I know that God's saving it, and that's why I I get so excited every day to see what God's going to do. And the more that He's bringing us prophecy, but the more He's bringing, you know, the prophecies that are being fulfilled. It is such an amazing time to be alive, and. I just want everybody to know how, how awesome it is right now to be right here right now for such a time as this. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, yeah, we talked about, we won't trade it any, any other time. Mm -hmm. uh, as chaotic as everything looks, we know what God is doing. We know where we're going and uh, you know, faith over fear is the biggest part. And uh, we just know that God's going to show up and show off. Yes, he so. is. He is going to show up and show off and our country is going to rise above and it's going to be um, restored. And I know God, I know him to the point where he's never let me down. And when he's telling all these things about that, our country is not going to die, but our country is going to live again. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be even greater nation than it was before, because we had been, you know, enslaved. We have been infiltrated and we didn't even know it. You know, we thought we were living free when we really were oppressed. And so there's a lot of things that are going to start happening that are going to shock this world. And that's why the Lord said for, um, 2024 to hold on. Yeah, hold 2024. on. <laughs> Absolutely. Really, it got me all choked up over here. <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys know I cry a lot. So. I, okay. yeah, yeah, that's okay. okay. That's, uh-huh. And, uh, wrong ah. with that. So, yeah. There is a lot going on. There is a lot going on. And obviously I like to, you know, what is something like we do here, obviously, is look at everything through the prophetic lens as as the stuff comes out. We know that all the evil that's out there, a lot of people think that this stuff is new because all of a sudden it's just hitting the scene. But it's not new. It's just being exposed. That veil is being lifted and people are starting to see what true evil is behind all these organizations that have tried to run our country into the ground, other countries into the ground. And um, there is just recently, obviously I, I've heard you talk about it on your show and we've talked about it, but just briefly 
with what happened with Trump in Colorado, okay, and I'm only bringing that up because of the prophecy I'm going to show, the Colorado stuff, and then there is another point of what's happening in the Middle East. We've seen that they're shutting down, a lot of these places or companies are shutting down the Suez Canal for their import, export, and there's headlines out everywhere talking about how it's basically suspending the Middle East. And so there's there's something that I want to play. And then I'm also going to bring up a prophecy that you had. And um, so just bear with me for a second as I pull it up here. Spirit of the living God says today, would you believe in the Lord that you may be established? Would you believe his prophets so that you may prosper, that you may thrive? This is unusual, what is happening in the high places. Michael, Michael, that angel who has fought through the centuries is present. He is present in the nation. For there are so many things that are happening in the high places that would not be understood by man. I have sent him on a mission to Washington, D.C. And to visit Colorado again for the great iniquity that is abounding. And that curse that has been sent to the mountainous regions of America. This will be seen by you over Christmas. And though it be a sweet Christmas, it shall be a bittersweet for the kingdom of darkness. For I am rising up to multiply the children that have been taken by abortion. A child has been born in the company of this tribe. Purity, purity upon a generation that is so perverse that prophets refuse to prophesy the future for these. This day, says the Lord, watch me over the next two weeks as Michael, demonstrates the power of his fight, the power of his victory, as the Middle East is suddenly arrested. The Middle East is suddenly arrested and suspended, paralyzed. I am going to show and demonstrate the power of my blessing, starting today, says the Lord, over the nations who have called my name, and I will break generational curses even from this nation. Wow. Now, I find that also very interesting because he talks about the Middle East, mm -hmm. about what's going on. And the Middle East is in full panic right now with everything going on over there. But he talks about, brings up Colorado. And when I recently showed that prophecy to Bo, this Colorado thing doesn't happen yet. So I was like, oh my gosh, now this is happening. So it's like, I got to bring this back up again. And you had you had a prophecy that you republished, I think, back in, or no, it's from, it's from 2021. And you talk about 
that Christmas will be the start, the start of a celebration that will take place and it will build in the coming months. Mm-hmm. And and just everything that's that's taking place right now. What do you feel that like God is just moving and accelerating speed of what we're starting to see finally come out? Yes. He said there's growing in intensity. Now, with that pro- prophecy that he that Kim Clement had, there was okay, the Lord has given me prophecies about Colorado. I had no idea that you know Kim Clement had about uh, about Colorado, but I just shared it with Pastor Dave Scarlett yesterday because I had forgotten about it. And okay. then, of course, he's talked about the Suez Canal. The Lord has talked about the Mediterranean Sea. He's talked about the Red Sea. He's talked about uh, the cargo ships. He's talked about all these things that are happening right now at the exact same time. And he's been prophesying this for like two years. There's so many things yeah. going on. It's like hard to like look at everything and go, okay, which one was this? And which one was that? What did God say about this? What did God say about that? And it's like, it's so happening all at one time. And the reason for this is starting to intensify because it's like a building volcano. You're going to get a little bit of, you know, rumblings. You're going to know that volcano is about to erupt, but the, the more intense, the, the rumblings that you know that it's about to go off. Well, that's what I feel like we're at that point. We're at that point where that volcano is just about to erupt. That magma chamber is really super full and it's about to explode. That is where we are in this particular time where it could happen at any moment in time where God is saying, look, I've given you the news before the news. I'm giving you detailed prophecy, even back with Kim Clement and now with prophets on the stage right now. I'm Mm -hmm. giving you all of these words I'm giving to you. I am that unveiling or what I've called, uh, the Lord has told me to t- say this, is an awakening. God is shaking to cause an awakening in the body of Christ to get people out of this um, life is normal. Life is just going on the way it's supposed to go on and nothing's changing, nothing's going to happen and yada, yada, yada. And he's saying, no, everything is changing. Life is not normal and I want you to wake up. He's warning people. He's shaking people out of a sleep of deception and a sleep of distraction. That's what he said in a prophecy he gave me this week. He's waking people out of a sleep of dis, uh, of distraction and of um, of the deception. And so we have been lied to because we've been in a war of disinformation. We have been right. in a war of things going on that are going on behind the scenes. It's like a movie we're watching. And God is saying, no, I am going to reveal to you everything that's going on because when there's going to be a shock and an awe, that's going to happen in this nation. It's going to happen around the world. It's going to get uncomfortable before it gets better. It will get uncomfortable. And he wants to prepare God's people for that particular time. That way they're not caught off guard. That's why Absolutely. God always reveals everything to his servants, the prophets. Why? So people aren't caught off guard, panicking and in fear about what is really going on. Absolutely. Yeah. There was a, uh... Uh, you know, there's obviously there's a lot of impatience with a, with a lot of people, and I, I we all understand it. At the same time, um, you know, it's not our timing. We get that. We get that. And you do see like the of why things had to happen over the years of of exposure, corruption. If everything that's came out up to this point was dropped at once, not to mention what's still to come. I don't think anybody could handle it. Like you said, like 
it just be way too much. So now everybody's sitting here and they may, you know, not think anything is happening justice wise, but the enemy sees nothing is happening and realize they're probably outfoxed and they're now just, you know, panicking everywhere you go. But you even said in that prophecy, the start of, of Christmas will be a, the start of a celebration. I mean, even with what was dropped, I think a new thing came out today, even regarding all the Epstein stuff. They said 150 names are about to be dropped on January 1st. And they said that I think 11 people are, are not going to be released. Eight of them are victims. But the names that will be released will have former presidents in them. Lord talked about that, too. That was another prophecy. This was a while ago. I remember it was early 2022, I think, where he said that Epstein was going to be in your name. Uh, that, new, that name was going to be in the news again and again. And he said he was going to reveal those flight logs. And there was nothing that anybody could do to stop those names from being revealed and exposed to the public. And so when I saw that, that came up, uh, was whatever day it was this week, I, I saw that I started freaking out, being so excited about, it. I'm like, Lord, you said you are not going to let them hold that back. And they aren't. And I, it was just, it, it's exciting seeing all this stuff. And you're right. Nobody could handle all of this stuff all at one time. You just couldn't do it. And right. another thing I was saying with pastor Dave yesterday is that if we had 2020 go the way it was supposed to, um, with Trump being where he was supposed to be because he was, you know, the duly elected president. He did win that election. Uh, there's proof, obviously, of not election fraud. But when you see that with him, you wouldn't have found out all the stuff you're seeing right now. You wouldn't have people awakening from the side of the left, turning to the side of the right because they're realizing that the policies on the left are not working. These people are so arrogant and they're overplaying their hand. They're pushing so much suppression and oppression on people. And people are finally starting to say, I am done with these kind of policies. Mm -hmm. And so you're having more of a uh, political transition. You're having things change politically without it causing a civil war. Right. Because if we would have had it the way we it should have and the right Trump, President Trump could have done it, it would have caused a civil war and it would have caused more problems in this country. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, we say all the time, um, like, especially in my life, you look back and then it's after you've been through the storm. When you're in the storm, you don't understand it. It's after you've made it through when you didn't think you were going to make it through that you look back and you're like, that's why it had to be that way. And now, like when we would tell people it has to be, it has to be this way. People have to see it. Like I can tell you all day long how corrupt these people are, the oppression that we're under the bondage that we're under. I can, I can scream it from the top of my lungs, but if you don't see it and you don't feel it, it's just words. And that's where mm -hmm. we were. So many people, you remember one of Kim's prophecy said, America, you are not as safe as you think you are because. Yep. Yeah. He said that. Wow. Yep. And that's, you know, people, I see so many people that three years ago had no clue about any of this stuff. And now that they've felt it, they've seen it. And the, the more the enemy tries to go after this man, the more they push themselves right out into the light for everybody to see. I mean, the level of deception try, they're trying to push on the American people. They Yesterday, John Kirby, did you see, we didn't leave any weapons in Afghanistan. I'm like, they're sitting here bold-faced lying right to our face. Well, we know 
Yeah. They he said, said we that? didn't leave it. Yeah. They he left said, over what, 80 million or 800, whatever 800. it was. It was, it was something crazy. It was, yeah. They left all that stuff over there. And now they're saying we didn't leave any weapons over there. And it's just crazy watching them go to this extent. And now they're literally repeating history. The last time the Democrats left a Republican candidate off the ballot would led into a civil war. And that's what they've been pushing. This they would Who love nothing it? more. Huh? Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. He was the last president. This is what's crazy. So this is why, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, right? Yeah. Abraham Lincoln was the last president that uh, was, they left off the ballot. The I Democrats know. did because Lincoln wanted to end slavery. And now here we are hundreds of years later, and they're trying to do the same thing because why? Because you have a man that's trying to free his people from mm -hmm. slavery and bondage. This, it's, it's crazy. It's paradigms. Yep. And, uh, you know, they, they invoke the uh, Article 14, Section 3, the insurrection. That clause was written into the Constitution because of the Southern Democrats' rebellion against the country. And now that they're the fact that they're trying to use that amendment to go after this guy, you can't tell me that it's not spiritual that we're that we're living through right now. Right. And the Lord said this was the days of Haman. So everything they try to do against President Trump will actually be done unto them. Right. Um, so and, and like you said, it's backfiring. So they wanted these all of these indictments, they wanted this persecution that he's getting. They wanted, of course, you know, the impeachments. And then you now have the whole ballot fiasco. They want, and then the mugshot, the arrest of the mugshot. They wanted all of these people to start like turning on him. And that's honestly just grown his uh, base. That's all it's done because people are just mm -hmm. like, whoa, if they can do this to a president, they can do this to me. And just like what happened, the same thing that happened with January. 6 of 2021 remember when he was taken off all social media platforms maybe it was the day afterward day afterwards took him off all social media platforms guess what then a lot of us started being taken off social media platforms mm -hmm. it started with president trump and then it went to all the rest of us yep. and it's like that's what he said i think he said the other day i saw a short clip of what he said he said um that they are they hate me because i'm standing in their way Mm -hmm. to get to you and it's true but so everything like you said and i didn't know that about abraham lincoln i had no idea does it surprise me not really because <laughs> when the democrats know and, and i'm not just saying this is not a democrat republican this is a deep state mm -hmm. uh you know swamp uh uh uniparty washington establishment thing because there are people on the side of the right that are also a part of this swamp it's not oh, yeah. just left but there is a lot right. of the left that obviously controls it. But it's a fact of it's it's in a uniparty, it's an establishment. And what God is showing to us, if I did not take a side, which he calls President Trump as David, if I not take a side, remove him out of the way. First of all, everybody was looking to President Trump to save this nation. Well, it wasn't going to be President Trump saving this nation. It was going to be God. So God is not going to share his glory with any man. And mm -hmm. so he had to have people look to him. So you take and remove President Trump uh, and, and set him aside so he can have that peace, so he can have that rest, and he can also have that time with God. And then you have what's going on with this country, and we're realizing we need God. 
because everything we're facing is so impossible and it's so ridiculous and there's nothing we can do about it. They're going after Trump and if we, they go after him and they win. Who are we left with? Well, we're left with God. And God is saying, I, this is one nation under God. And I, I did a live show, um, oh, it was a couple of weeks ago. And I went over the Pledge of Allegiance of America, the Pledge of Allegiance of the flag. And I was like, I was literally, he had me go through and do all of it. And why it's so important that we were supposed to be declaring that all the time. And of course it was about, it wasn't just about our you know flag, but it was about God. We are one nation under God. We cannot forget the fact we're one nation under God. And if we are under God, that means we're protected by him. That means we'll be delivered by him. And that means he's in control. Right. It, it right. was, yep. you know, I'm just summarizing it. It was a lot better than that, but I was just saying it was <laughs> no, that's good. so powerful to realize that we are protected by almighty God. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it, it even goes back to when we made our covenant with God, with this nation mm -hmm. and you can see all the spiritual attacks. I mean, where nine 11 happened is where we made that covenant. So you can see all these attacks constantly. It's all spiritual wickedness. Like I, I, we've been going through a lot of like familiar spirits and how these familiar spirits operate. And if people only understood that, we don't fight against each other. This is all demonic activity, mm -hmm. everything. And, and so when we made that covenant, one nation under God, like even from a Kim Clement prophecy, when he was giving it, he was saying, you are the nation that acknowledged me. Yep. And so as, as he's, he's going to keep that, even though we became stubborn, even though we fell asleep at the wheel, he is not going to break his promise. He is going to save this nation. He is not done with this nation yet. Like so many doom and gloomers want to pro, uh, project uh, upon us that it's all over. Even a lot of the Christian community say it's all over. Jesus is returning. There's nothing we can do. It's prophecy. And I'm like, that is, that's inactive. You're being inactive. We have a lot of stuff to do and God is not finished. He's not finished with us yet. At no, all. He, he's not finished because there's too many people that are broken. There's too right. many people that are asleep. There's too many people that are living in sin. There's too many people that, you know, are going in the wrong direction. And so there is a, it says in Acts chapter three and verse 21, it talks about the complete restoration of all things that the prophets mm -hmm. of old have spoke about. So God is refraining or he's holding Jesus back until all of the complete restoration happens that the prophets have sp spoke about. There's a lot of things that have not happened yet. And one of the things that has to happen is uh, the great harvest of souls. One thing, God does not want Jesus to come back for just some of the church. First of all, he wants more people into the body of Christ. So our job is to wake all these people up who are broken, who are enslaved, who are uh, sinners, who, uh, who don't believe that they can receive from God. They don't even believe in God. We are here to be that salt and we're here to be that light. We're here to show the hands and the feet of almighty God. We're here to show the word of God, the love of God. That's what we're here for. We're not here just supposed to get on a rapture rugs and say, okay, we're out of here. And I don't care about anybody else. God's heart is a care about people. God wants people. He wants people to awaken. And that's one of the things he said in this time that we're living in and that we're seeing all this shaking. He said, I'm going to shake everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Why? First of all is to wake people up but it's also to destroy the power of the wicked. God is not done. He's not done with this nation. And he also said that he's going to come back for a church without spot nor wrinkle. That right. means it's a perfected church. Well, I will tell you one thing right now. And some of the traveling that I've done, 
let's just say I have asked God. I said, Lord, we look like a hot mess. Uh, I know we're not supposed to go by how things appear like, but there yeah. needs to be a lot of work to the body of Christ right now because there hasn't been a lot of unity. There's been a lot of separation. There's been a lot of tearing apart because this doctrine and that doctrine and this, we believe in this and we believe in that. And God is saying, it's not time yet. There has to be a unity in the body of Christ and in this country. That That's what we've always said, that we're this is a window. Yep. We've been given a window to uh, to come back to him because he uh, God knows that there's more good in this world than than bad. And that many of us have been led astray through the deceptions of the evil one. Mm -hmm. And um, he's not coming back until he's. I believe I'm sure you believe we are going to be given the gift that we've already been given the, the gift of uh, spiritual vision to see the truth unfold the truth. Every lie will be revealed. Yep. It is then that free will truly gets to take over in, in this nation and all over the world. Once the truth is given, then after that, I don't think anybody has any excuse um, which side you fall on. If you choose to stay in the dark, then that's probably where you're going to stay. But I believe there's more good than bad. And that's why God needed this time to reveal all of this to us so that he so when he does come to harvest, that it's a it's a bountiful and plenty harvest of souls. Yeah. And another thing is what he also showed me was during this time of the shaking, he said, I am revealing myself to the world on who I really am and not a version of myself because too many people, because of religion and religious doctrinating, they have not known who God really is. And so he's been having me show his names and do teaching on his names, the names of almighty God, because there's a characteristics of him and then what he does. And so one of them is El Elyon, and that means the most high God. He's over everything and everyone. That's what El Elyon means. And so if you think about it, if he's the most high God and his name is El Elyon, he's over everything and everyone, then he's over all of this nation. He's over all this world. He's over all this corruption. And he's saying, hey, it also says in his word and, I, and in Psalms 33 and verse uh, 10, I think he sa it says this, he brings the counsel of the nations to nothing and he makes their plans of no effect. That's Psalms 33 and verse 10. And so if you see all these things and you read the word of God, you, you are studying who he is and what he has done. Look what he did in the book of Exodus. He destroyed a nation in a day. Why? Because they were holding his people captive. And one of the things that he said was he had me, he showed me, he goes, Julie, read Exodus chapter one. And I hadn't really ever really gotten Exodus chapter one. I always really started in chapter three because that was my favorite. <laughs> Chapter three, moving forward, because that's when God was revealing himself as the great I am to Moses. And so, but he said, Re go read chapter one. And I said, okay. So I started reading chapter one and I realized that in Exodus chapter one, it was showing how Pharaoh was petrified. He was afraid of the Israelites because they were more in number. And if they got win and they figured this out, that they were more in number and they got anybody else to go along with them, they could overthrow his empire. They could overthrow his nation. And so he was petrified. So what did he do? He oppressed them. He brought them into a slavery so that they would be intimidated. So they would submit to his power and they wouldn't think about crossing him. And I was like, that is very interesting, Lord. And he goes, and he's been calling them the pharaohs of today. They're just like the pharaohs of old. 
And so he's putting all this like puzzle pieces together. And I'm just like, in awe, I've never seen it like this before. And I was like, Lord, you're showing us so many amazing things. I am learning more revelation in this word, in the Bible than I have my entire life. And I've been around this my whole life. It's awesome. It's so this to me, it's fun for me. It's fun <laughs> to see God reveal himself in a greater way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember. I remember the day I texted, this was a couple years ago, because same thing, reading Exodus, and I texted Israel, I said, we're the Israelites of, of today. I said, we're about to see, what's crazy is, not only are we under slavery and bondage, but remember, um, God freed the Israelites, and then they fell under the rule of the Romans. And what did the Romans do? The Romans allowed them to practice whatever religion they wanted to, as long as they did what? Paid their taxes. <laughs> It's so, I've been, the Lord's been revealing that it's so evil, just like the the Pharaoh, he taxed God's people into a slavery. Mm -hmm. And then you said, Mm -hmm. said Romans tax people into a slavery. I remember watching the chosen and you know, Matthew was a tax collector and in seeing it, I'm just like, it's nothing new under the sun. It's nothing new. They tax people into a slavery. For more control. The IRS was never meant to be what it is now. And God has been revealing that. It was meant, the whole entire Wall Street, the Federal Reserve, the IRS, it has been made to paralyze, financially handicap this country. And Mm -hmm, to bring it down to its knees. As soon as Nixon got rid of the gold standard, they put all this stupid stuff in they shouldn't have. Again, it was a slow process for them. This is what their ultimate thing is is to bankrupt this nation and bring us into a captivity in a one world government. Which is exactly why they're screaming so loud. Imagine planning the destruction of this country spanning decades. Yep. And one guy got in there and ruined everything. Yeah. One guy. I think, and and not only that, I think the, the statistics that came out of like this last tax season, you can see people are fed up with it. Because it's just again, they're they're taxed into into slavery. They can't afford anything, and I think it was like over sixty percent of people mm-hmm. aren't even filing last year. Like that's like that's wild yeah. to think about. But yeah, all these all these institutions they're not even part of the U.S. No, no, not so they're so not. They're not a part of the U.S. <clears throat> and God's going to bring them down. He said he was going to bring them down because he said he was bringing in this whole entire system down. God's mm-hmm. also been warning about economic collapse. He's been warning about that yeah. for like two years now, I think. And one yeah. of the things that he said was for 2024 is they're going to try to bring it down to the lowest it's ever been. Well, the reason for that is because they wanted to destroy us. They really, they truly want to stop this next election. And they want to do it any way they possibly can. If they, they start a civil war, they can start the biggest financial you know, deficit and destruction we've ever seen, like even worse than the Great Depression. They can, anything they can, they will do to stop this next election because they know Biden is going to lose. And then what they're also going to try to do is they're going to try to replace him and Kamala with somebody else, which they're already starting to talk about. God Mm -hmm. also talked about that about two years ago. Um, Be almost two years that I heard that prophecy back in January of 2022. And so we see all these things happening. Everything is like on a collision course. Yep. I guess you would say. But I tell people, yeah. don't get afraid of, of what's happening with the economy because God said he's bringing down 
their Babylonian system, which is a Babylonian system, is, is a system without God. He's bringing that down. And he's bringing another one in. And people have asked me, how, how is that happening? I don't know. I'm not an economy. I, I, I'm not an expert. I don't follow stuff. I don't care about it because I knew that that was all demonically driven. They control it. They do the ups and downs whenever they feel like it. It's not because it goes that way. It's because they control it. So I didn't want my money in there. So I don't go and I don't follow it. I just know that it's going to, it's going to look pretty bad. Yeah. Everybody should be doing everything they can. And it's not, not at a fear standpoint, but to separate themselves from the system because this system, you know, me and Chris have talked about it, both sides, good and bad, want this thing to come down. Mm -hmm. And like they've had gold standard bills in Congress for years. Obviously they're never going to go anywhere because that's not what they want. So what is God more than likely going to do? The quickest way to usher in a new system, God's system is by destruction of the fiat system. And there is an expiration date and we see that it's, it's there. Mm -hmm. So, um, as you see all this stuff happening, you, you can, you can clearly tell what's happening. We've gone through how, what these banks and stuff do in between each other to like what they do with gold and silver, how they manipulate it and shoot it down. You can see that God's money wants to rise and then they trade these contracts in between each other. And this is how they Morgan JP Morgan is the biggest bank in the world due to market capitalization. That was Epstein's bank. And they knew they're, they're probably on that client list. Jamie diamond's probably on that client list. I'm not going to say he is or, necessarily know for sure but that could bring down that just in a split second so you can potentially see how this stuff is going to go i did see uh what you said this morning and it it you know triggered my it perked up my ears a little bit uh because you were talking about all these elections that have been stolen are going to be revealed and even in um Jack Smith's recent filing, who's the prosecutor against Trump, he he sh- was sharing Trump's comments in the filing. And he was saying that not only 2016, not only 2020, but 2012. And he was talking about it in the filing that Trump was making accusations that these elections were all stolen, including midterms in 2022. And if if people don't know, there is something that we obviously tracked from years ago. There was, we know why Trump uh, started the Space Force. Mm-hmm. Uh, the deep state has I no idea. No I idea not. what the Space Force does. Still to this day, they mm-hmm. they can't figure it out. Right before, was it the, Chris, help me out here. The May old of OTV 20, 6 drone. May of 2020. May of 2020, the OTV 6 drone, which is a Space Force shuttle, was sent up to monitor. And I, I, I remind everybody that before that, all military communications were given over to the Space Force before that. Every single branch. Really? And so they, yep. And they sent this OTV6 drone up and it came, it seen the 2020 election, the 2022 election, and it came down, what, three days, Chris, after the 20? Five, five days. Five days after the 2022 uh, midterms. And so not only all of this, but Trump was going way back from 2012 saying that election was rigged with Obama. Mm -hmm. And so you can see that like 
no matter like obviously we give god the glory for everything because as mm -hmm. kim clement said in his prophecy the plan is so brilliant it could have only been given by god yep only and i had Trump no is... idea none yeah and and space force was not added to the posse comitatus act until 2021 Mm -hmm. so, no, that so the Posse Comitatus Act states that if military is going to act on U.S. soil, it has to get express written permission from Congress to do any operation on U.S. soil. So the Space Force, not being added to the Posse Comitatus Act, didn't have to let anybody in Congress know that that drone went up there and what it was doing. No chaperone. See, so, so all those people in Congress had no idea that a drone was up there watching everything they were doing. Oh my. Okay. This mm -hmm. makes and so much sense to prophecy that I'm hearing because there's so many things that I hear. And it doesn't make, you know, it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense, but he says he's <laughs> caught him in red handed. Yep. And right. he said that, and he actually just gave me, he just gave me a prophetic word. I don't know. It was a while ago. Maybe it was October of this year. He mentioned space force to me and I was like, okay, all right. And he said something about space force having evidence and it was going to be shocking. And I was like, okay. Remember, remember. So they mocked him. Remember they mocked him when he created it, space force. Everybody mocked Hollywood. They mocked him. And again, it makes me think of Kim. probably said those who mock him will be shocked at how he takes the giant down. And if you know your enemy's playbook, see, they knew um, they knew that uh, Trump and the, and, and the good guys, they knew that they were going to have to steal 2018 midterms as well. So if you know your enemy's got to steal the 2018 midterms in order to try and impeach you, they said, I, I know, without a doubt, my gut tells me they set up trap after trap after trap, and they fell into every one. That's why when you see Trump out here brazenly saying, I caught them all. Nobody could have done it. I caught them all. Nobody could have done it that? but me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right to the press. He goes, I caught them all. Nobody could have done it but me. And they all mocked him. They still mock him. And when the time is right, God will reveal everything. When the, when the mm -hmm. enemy is done, what I feel like we've witnessed over the last three years is, you know, you've seen precedent after precedent after precedent established. They've literally given them the blueprint on how to take them down when the boom, when all, when all is revealed, everything they've done to him will now be used against him because they've established all these precedents. It's they literally gave him, given him the playbook. Mm -hmm. And with justice, he will bring justice using the very same weapons they threw at him. It's going to be mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. And, and people don't realize that God, even though we don't see things happening, things are happening. And, and, and that's another thing I've gotten persecuted so much over is talking about how God said military was in the move. And a lot of people say, oh, military is not doing anything. And then I'm like, well, that's what God is saying. Now you're talking about the Space Force. And like I said, I didn't know really anything about it. I, like, unbeknownst to me, when I heard Trump say something about Space Force and he was, you know, um, implementing it, I thought it was another, like, form of NASA. I mean, it's Space Force. And I'm like, okay, it's just another branch of NASA or something. And I didn't really think anything of it. Well, then the Lord gave me a prophecy back on October 22nd of 2023. So this year it's called the storm is coming. Now I don't know how many prophecies that God has mentioned the storm, but I always pay attention to a title when the prophecy is being fulfilled. Well, one yeah. of it, one of the part of it says space force. This name will be in your news more and more. Something significant will be released 
that most of this nation did not see coming. And so that's why I started laughing when you guys were talking about Space Force. And I was like, I had no idea what they were doing. You guys said this. And I was like, well, that's what God said. Something significant that they are going to release. Well, if they release all what's happened with all these elections, can you imagine the shock it's going to bring to so many people that you have? Because God keeps saying undeniable proof. And then he gave me also, um, I think it was Tuesday of this week, he gave me a prophecy saying that there was gonna, secrets in the White House were going to be revealed, and it's not just regarding the Biden. It was all the presidents before him that were against Almighty God. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, there was also, we, we were told, so before the Space Force was created in 2019, we were told before that that, you know, they were called the referred to as the no such agency because they weren't created and that they there would be an accidental accidental release of information that would pretty much reveal a lot reveal a lot and uh it it's yet to be seen but you also said something this morning that also perked my ears you talked about the romneys oh and yeah about Mitt Romney and all these other people that are going to be exposed. And I was just thinking about it because I was going through everything that uh, they're going after Biden for right now, about all these deals with Hunter Biden and his business deals with the Burisma, all these foreign agents. But people forget that who else was part of all that scandal? Romney's kids on the board was on the board. You had the Pelosi's. They were all part of this scandal that and it hasn't been named yet. Other people haven't been named yet, but they were all also involved in Hunter Biden's dealings. I had no idea. Now, the Lord has mentioned Mitt Romney several times. Now, I don't know much about him. I really don't. And unfortunately, I was rooting for him when he was going against Obama because I'm sitting there thinking he was just like good guy kind of like how I thought what George, you know, George Bush was too. Right. And you know, you, a lot of us were duped by all that, but anyway, so I had no idea. Well, then he kept revealing to me all these things about Romney. He's mentioned Romney a lot. Obviously Pelosi, he's mentioned Chuck Schumer. He's mentioned uh, Mitch McConnell. These people more, I mean, a lot of times, not just one time, two times, a lot. And he said, there's going to be a shakeup in our Congress. And he says, there's going to be a shakeup in our Senate. We're already starting to see the shakeup in Congress. That's been shaking for, I would say, I don't know, a couple of weeks, especially when it happened with the whole House Speaker thing. Then you have the whole squad thing. There's a lot of things going on in Congress, but there's also a lot of things that are going to happen because they are going to release more things that people realize. And then they're going, God said, bombshell after bombshell was going to reveal the traitors in your nation. That was yesterday's prophetic word. And we're going to start seeing more and more traitors to this country than we realize that we're in our government. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, ahead, Chris. to me, um, McCain and Romney, they were, ne they knew they, um, again, we're given the illusion of choice. Mm -hmm. You have the uniparty. Those were to me, two horrible candidates. You know, um, again, I'll tell everybody I was on the Obama train in 08. I didn't know anything. I didn't really pay attention to politics. I was like a lot of people. He was the, he was the popular, you know, thing. So I, I didn't pay attention to any of this stuff. You know, that was when I didn't even believe in God then. So I was completely way out in left field. But if you look back, those two candidates were, were given to us to have to, to keep uh, 
giving us the illusion of choice. Yep. They were horrible. Romney was horrible. They couldn't have picked the worst candidate to go get up against Obama. And to me, it was just simply to give us the continued illusion of choice because Romney is part of the Uniparty. Mm-hmm. Yep. So was McCain. Um, he ran up against him and got slaughtered um, in that yeah. election. Again, there has been there has been a Uniparty, and we didn't know about it really until President Trump came along. I mean, he right. really showed us the swamp. He showed us the, the Washington establishment that we had no idea even existed. And that's one thing that they hated about him. And they hate him even more is because the more even if he's not, well, he is president, but even if he's not in that, you know, supposed White House, he's still wrecking havoc on them. And they know it. He's petrified because the more that he's being liked and the more that he's winning the polls, which absolutely terrifies them the more they're making mistakes and they're showing themselves to the american public and that's the reason why more and more people are starting to turn away from them this is such a this is going to be a greater victory than it would have been in 2020 for sure absolutely oh Mm -hmm. yeah even though it's like we know president trump is still doing things that people just don't realize but he is I mean, mm-hmm. or he wouldn't be fighting the way he is. He knows these things. And just like the Lord said, he's not even on the same playing field. He's playing chess while they're playing checkers. And I was <laughs> laughing about it because that's what uh, Pastor Dave said yesterday on his show. And I was like, that's what God has been telling me. He's not on the same playing field. They're not playing the same game. No, he's he's way he's he's way ahead of their game. And there's, there's even a lot of, um, I'll just go ahead and call it speculation, because we know what Trump came on the scene in 2016. We know of obviously the Trump prophecies and stuff from like 2007, everything like that. Trump has had interviews prior to that saying that he was, mm-hmm. he's been prepared, he's preparing for this his whole mm-hmm. life. So, and he was part of the Democratic Party. Yeah. But one of the things is he never drank, he never did anything like that. And he would go to all these parties and he would just sit there and watch. And it, I mean, talk about the uh, a big infiltration because mm-hmm. he came on the scene and he just started he just started speaking out of the spirit. That's what Kim said he would do, that he would just come on the scene, start speaking because he has hot blood. And yes, they say, yes, he may have hot blood, but he, he will bring on the walls of protection on this nation like it's never been seen before. And it, it's so there's a lot of interesting mm-hmm. concept like you see Trump and he's he's comfy. He's always uh-huh. calm. And he's never really worried about a thing. He talks about all these fake indictments. He talks about how we caught them all. He talks about how everything will backfire. Mm-hmm. And as much as that man's been through, like we continue to pray for him because he doesn't deserve anything they do to him. But without God at the helm, I don't think he could have been handling the pressure of what the propaganda news networks constantly push towards him. So it's... um we know that through God's protection and anointing that he has taken all this down. An old, a very old Kim Clement prophecy, he said that Trump, when he comes on the scene, his anointing alone, he doesn't, he won't even know he has it. And it'll expose, expose, expose just because of the anointing that God placed upon him in this nation. Yeah, he's and anointed. Trump anointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's just thing, also good. You said something that was so profound to me because the Lord has said this in so many different prophecies. 
He says, I've infiltrated the infiltrators. Mm -hmm. And he said it a lot. And when you're describing what Trump was doing, I'm like, oh, he was one of the infiltrators. I he never was. even saw, I never even thought about it in that way until you said that. I'm like, but that's him. He sits back because that yeah, was back in like the 1980s. There was two different, uh, two different interviews that he had that were very profound. And I paid attention to when he's, he said this was one of them. He was on, I think on 66, uh, 60 minutes or it was on 2020, whatever, which one it was. Mm -hmm. He was interviewed and he said, I am willing to lose it all to see who's on my side. Yep. Yep. Then he was interviewed by Oprah. Mm -hmm. And of course, that's when the whole entire establishment loved him. <laughs> yeah. You now they were swooning over him until like, you know, tw well, 2015, when he came down that escalator, they all loved him. They were all going to his parties. They were all going to his golf course, blah, blah, blah. They all loved him. They wanted to be him. And I think him and uh, Clinton were actually friends at the time, you know, Ob before Obama. This. Obama even said the American dream is to be like is Donald Trump. Uh-huh. Oh, I bet <laughs> you he's eating those words right now. Um, but then he said, I am willing. He's like, I don't really want to run for president. But I'm willing to run for president. Because just because Oprah was like egging it on. She really wanted him to be president. He's like, I'm only willing to do it when I know. There's nobody else that can save this nation. Yep. Because they're giving mm -hmm. all of our, our, our nation away. He's like, when yep. I see this keeps happening, he goes, I will st stand up and I will run for president. And that was, so I was told that he was thinking about it in 2011 to run in 2012. Um, and it wasn't time yet. And the Lord's basically said no. And then in 2015, he prayed about it again, had people pray with him about it, and then the Lord said yes. Right, and uh, there was there was an, uh, I can't remember who prophesied it, Chris, you might have to help me out, or it, it said when Trump would come on the scene, the, the Arch of Baal would fall, something along those lines, mm -hmm. and when he came on the scene, that 2015, the last standing Arch of Baal fell in Syria, and it's just, it was, it's, it, Jonathan Kahn talks about it in his book. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's truly amazing just because yeah. God is using it as symbolism. I mean, they know that the enemy uses symbolism for everything they do, but at the same time, God shows himself too. Mm -hmm. And oh, yeah. it, it, just not the, not the details of what's going on. You know, the he enemy said has he no idea. Bring down monuments of theirs as well. And, he was going to reveal all of the Masons uh, symbolism and a lot of things we have in this country. <clears throat> he talked about what he was going to do to Washington DC it, itself with all mm -hmm. the buildings that were there, the land and what they have done and the sacrifices they have, they have made um, to Satan and the, or Lucifer. And he said he was going to destroy it. But one of the things he said, he was going to leave the Lincoln monument to honor his son. Um, and, and that was very profound for me because, so when I, I've never been to Washington DC, my last, my first time was last year in April. And when I went there, I saw all the symbolism and I, I could not, I could not fathom. I was, I was just like, you know, I'm sitting there thinking our, you know, our capital stood for freedom, our capital, you know, stood for the American dream and I, and I, and patriotism and all these different things. And I, and I thought of oh, this, this, this was beautiful. And then realizing this was not even God said this was never meant to be that capital was never meant to be where it's at. 
He right. said specifically, he said, Julie, that's their capital, not mine. Absolutely. And I said, their capital. He said, that's where they put it. That's their capital. That's not mine. And he's moving it. And, and I thought that was so profound when he said that. And I was just like, I never thought about it that way. And I was looking more into it, how that plot of land that our capital sits in is not even part of our country. It's not even our miles. own property. It's Rome. It is. It when, is. When uh, Rome. So yep. yeah, it's 10 square miles uh, owned by the Vatican, the London of finance. The DC flag shows you by the three stars they have on their flag. One is the mm. DC London of finance and the Vatican. And if you notice in all three sections of where they stand, there's an obelisk. We have the mm -hmm. one in Washington. We have the one in the Vatican, the one in London. And Washington, D.C.'s layout is an owl. If you look at it from an aerial view, it shows mm -hmm. you the owl that they laid everything out on. It's all Malik. demonic. Everything about it is. I remember when I was there, the first day I couldn't get out of the car. Um, it was too oppressive. The spiritually, I was praying. I was crying. I could, I could feel what they had done uh, to children around that area. It was, a, it, it, the, it, it was spiritually very hard. So I didn't even get out of the car. Uh, the next day I was more like on a rampage and I was angry and I said, no, we're taking, we're taking our capital back. We're taking this back for the kingdom of God. And so my, myself and my CEO, we uh, started walking a lot of grounds and we were taking it back and we were praying and interceding for the behalf on the, behalf of this country. And one of the things that I could not look at was that obelisk. I told right. her, I said, it's so evil. I can't even look at it. And, and it was what made me mad was, is um i always that's washington washington monument i thought they were honoring washington right our first president i thought they were honoring him no they're mocking him they were they're mocking him you want i'll blow your mind so <laughs> before remember it, you talked about that in the oprah interview with trump he said mm -hmm. if it ever got bad enough i would consider it right so before he came on the scene. Did you know that in Washington, and again, spiritual, New York City is where our covenant was made right there at the spot of 9-11, yep. okay? Mm -hmm. in, in New York and in Washington, D.C., they erected a replica of the temple of the Arch of Ball in D.C. and in New York City. There was a replica of e in, in each city, again, spiritual. Um, and then crazy that New York becomes the first state to legalize abortion up till birth. Mm -hmm. So before he came on the scene, before Trump announced, they had erected replicas of the Archibald in both Washington, D.C. and New York. Spiritual. I knew they like, did New York. I didn't know about Washington. Mm -hmm. Yeah, D.C. Uh, someone actually brought it up. So I, you know, obviously we pray over ourselves, we pray over our communities and everything else like that. I don't get sick. Obviously, like my our tongues are a rudder. I don't get sick. I just ever since I started speaking it years ago, I just don't. I just don't. When I went to Washington, D.C., and I there's just so much chaos there. It's mm -hmm. it, like spiritually. And yep. I went on the steps of uh, the Capitol building and I prayed. I, I prayed and someone warned me to be, you know, keep praying protection. I have not get, gotten any sicker. Then, uh, you know, I had like, I was thrown up, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like it was something I've never experienced. Yep. And that was wild to me. And obviously, like as soon as I left, it was gone. It's, you know, and 
you know, those territorial spirits that yep. preside over there, they're, they're doing everything they can. And it's just, you know, their, their, their emotions, these disembodied spirits, their emotions put off on other people. And this is why we see so much corruption, but um, it's all being exposed. It is. It's all coming down. And I tell people, and this is, I'm glad you guys brought this up. This is a fight of good versus evil. This is not Democrat, Republican. Yep. It's not. It's yep. good versus evil. This is something that the enemy is trying to do. He's trying to bring in a global government. And the only way he can bring in a global government is if he gets rid of Israel and if he gets rid of the United States of America and how powerful they are to be independently on their own. And so that's why you're seeing all these countries try to come against Israel and the United States as of right now. You're seeing the war and, the, and Israel. And now the Lord has been warning about what they're going to try to do here and why there's a southern border open because they're going to try to bring a civil war in this country. They've been trying to do that for a while, actually. Right. They tried to do that under Trump. That's the reason why you saw all the um, riots burning and destroying of cities everywhere. They were trying to bring a civil unrest. They were trying to bring a civil war. And again, don't put anything past them when they're desperate. And that's why the Lord has, has told us in this last couple of weeks to hold the line. He told us to never surrender. He's, he's, he said to call to arms. He's told us to fight the good fight of faith. He's told us to receive our victory. He's told us to take back territory. And he's telling us to fight like we've never fought before. That's what he's telling us to do. If he's telling us to never surrender, and he's telling us that the pressure is growing because of their desperation, they will do everything. This is what happened in Egypt is that Pharaoh did more damage to them right before they were freed than any of that time that they were held in there for over 400 years. He was angry. And one of the things I, I asked the Lord one time, I said, God, why did you harden the heart of Pharaoh? I don't understand. Why did you not, as soon as Moses went there and said, let my people go, you sent him there to do that. I said, how many times do you have to go? At least 10 times to Pharaoh and say, let my people go. He probably felt like an idiot because every single time he went there, more damage was done to the Israelites. So it was like, why can't you just, God, why can't we just go one time? He was showing Israel that he was the Alpha and the Omega. He was showing them that he was the great I am. He was showing them that he was the most high God. He was also showing, and he was their protector, deliverer. He was also showing Pharaoh and all of his men that he was the most high God over all the gods that they served. There was 10 different plagues. Those were 10 different gods that they served. And also the whole thing of when they walked into the Red Sea, they also, it was a God of water or whatever. I can't remember his name. But they also thought that their God was the one that separated the Red Sea for them. Unbeknownst mm. to them, it was the Most High God, and that's what killed them. But they were God was showing his, like basically he's dominant, and his, he's the one who controls this earth. It's not man. He, but he also wanted to show his people that he loved them. He wanted to restore them. He wanted to heal them. So even in the darkest, darkest of day, God is that light that's going to destroy all the darkness. And he Amen. was showing how much he loved him. He was making a great distinction. He said it more than once in the book of Exodus. I'm distinguishing my people, a great distinction between Egypt and, and the Israelites in the land of Goshen. That's what God is doing now. God is showing us he's still the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. still the same God in the book of Exodus. And he's still the same God who's going to show the enemies of Almighty God who's truly in control. And he's going to restore everything that has been stolen. Absolutely. And that is what we have to look forward to. Mm. I'm glad, I'm, of all I'm glad you brought that up. We talked about this last week. 
We said, um, you know, the Israelites went through all those plagues too. They went through the same thing the pharaohs did right along with them. And that's why when people say, why are we going through this now? We're all experiencing it. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going through this. And, you know, like Kim said, in darkness, faith grows. And just like the Israelites had to go through all of that while the pharaoh hardened his heart. Yeah, look at, they keep going, trying to one up the tyranny right to our faces. And we're all going through this, what seems like a dark time. And, you know, many of us, you, me, is the more they do it, the more excited I get. Like I am not in fear what whatsoever at all, because I know, I know why we're going through it. I know why we're experiencing this because of what's awaiting on the other side when all this is over. Freedom like we've never experienced in our lifetime. Exactly. I, I, but people like they're like all upset, and I'm just like, no, I'm excited. <laughs> like I cannot wait because this is something that all of us. I mean, we are a part of a generation that guys, no eye has ever seen, no ears ever heard what God's gonna do. He's gonna do. He even said in a pro- prophecy, he said he's gonna do even greater works than he did in Egypt for us. Absolutely. Is it greater than the Red Sea? And I'm sitting there thinking. The Red Sea was like so. It's pretty great. Awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, but he's not limited to that. That was just by the breath of his nostril. That wasn't even his full power. Mm. That was just by the breath of it, like his nose. Like it, that, it didn't take a lot of energy for him to do that. Right. And just think what he's going to do for us now because he's not saving a nation. He's saving the nations because his children are all throughout the world, not just in one country alone. And so that's why I, I, when people are discouraged and they're, and I know it's it, it, a lot of these things can be upsetting and don't look to that. Don't magnify the problem. Don't magnify what's going on. That's, that looks like it's wrong. Magnify the problem solver, which is God and realize that he's never going to fail, that he hears the cries of his people. He promises to deliver us out of everything and he's going to, he's not a man mm-hmm. that he should lie. God is a good God. So all these Christians that don't have hope, I don't understand them. I, I don't understand them because that's one thing I was told by someone on an interview, you are being so persecuted and the more you're being persecuted, it's because you're talking about hope. You're encouraging people. That's what you're being persecuted over. And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. You're being persecuted because you're giving hope and encouragement. I said, well, isn't God good? Wouldn't God give us hope and encouragement? Where in the Bible does God never give his people hope and encouragement in the darkness? He's always, he always does. Absolutely. And and that's, that's, that's like one of the biggest things. Like you see, um, like I wouldn't say just fear necessarily, but you know, discouragement, the fear of rejection. And that's what, you know, all these disembodied spirits, they were rejected. They were rejected and they have all these feelings and they're all, you know, they're in infiltrated everything. So when people constantly feel down and and discouraged and don't understand and think this is the end, you are meant to feel like that because evil is rejected. That's right. That is the the biggest the biggest thing. All that fear, rejection, that that the thoughts that you know we say that the the spirit of discouragement. He's this tall. He's this tall. He's on his shoulder, but he's got a blowhorn. You know. And you know, Ruth told us that a long time ago when she was on the show. And it's just, it's so true because you may be feeling like you are 
going downward or, you know, no one's listening to you or there's no hope. That's not God. That is the enemy trying to discourage you that things are not going the right direction. But guess what? The more panic you see, understand that things are going in the proper direction. They they are. It's always, it always looks the worst. And one of the things you guys said earlier is that he's perfecting our faith Mm -hmm. in the midst of a trial. Mm -hmm. Because there's so many people that I know that, you know, love God, went to church, but not, we're not on fire for God like they are now. And I remember even in my darkest times where I was very suicidal and I was very sick and, you know, depressed and everything else that made me more of a fighter. And I, and I, and I, once I started to get up and and I got knocked down, I don't know how many times I'd have to get back up again, but it made me more resilient because every time, every time we're getting knocked down, it says in Micah chapter seven, verse eight, rejoice not against me. Oh, my enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. And I think in the last part, it says that God is a light in the midst of darkness or something like that. But when we fall, we shall arise. God's always, his purpose for us is to arise in the midst of adversity. He is El Shaddai. El Shaddai means the God whom nothing is impossible. So we're facing all these impossible situations. We're up against all these giants. We just need to be like a whole bunch of Davids. That's right. That's it. Start running and fighting and showing them that we're not going to be intimidated. We're not backing off. We're not letting our country uh, die. I am not doing that. I will never let my country go by the wayside. Too many people have lost their life. Too many people have fought for our freedom. And there is no way on God's green earth that I would ever let that go. Never. Boom. Boom. Same, same Z's. Someone give her a mic to drop. <laughs> yeah. So that's, Man. that's what drives me every day. That's what does. And, and finding out that, you know, my, I just found my mom was adopted and her father. I just, I just found this out. You know, my mom is of age and we just found out over all these years that we've been looking for her family. We found out her father was 21 years old. He was fighting in world war two and he was actually killed. So he never came home. Oh, wow. And my other grandfather was in world war two. He fought on the beach of Normandy. He fought really hard. He has two purple hearts and he died with a lot of PTSD. And so, and he was a great man great man, but he's still something that he just, he could never talk about the war. He could never, he had problems at night sleeping. Um, he would have nightmares about what happened there. And so I see how it affects people and knowing how it affected my own family. You know, my brother was in the army for 31 years and he was, you know, he served our country and God bless him. And I, I, again, I honor my family for what, what they did. And it's like so many people, I, my oldest son is 21 years old, you know, and thinking my grandfather died at that age, serving for our country and never came home. Right. And that's why there's been too many people who have given up their life. Like you guys, I know you guys served in our military and it's like too many people have served for the fight for our freedom. And we have to honor them by fighting for our freedom and not letting a bunch of tyrannical illegitimate rogue government try to tell us our freedoms and try to take them away when God is the one who gave it to us, not man. God gave us those freedoms. They don't have a right to take it away. And that's why I've been telling people over and over again, don't let anybody take your freedom away that they don't have a right to do that. Amen. Amen. Dang, time flies when Julie's on. 
I know. Uh, I'm late for lunch with my family. Sorry. <laughs> no, sorry, family. I, I'm having so much. We're having so much fun. So again, right. I just want to tell everybody to just stand and and not give up hope on our nation, not to give hope on the goodness of Almighty God, and not to give hope that He's He's um, going to leave us where we're at because He's not. There is so much more in store, and I cannot wait to see all that he's going to do, because even though we may see a lot of bad, there's going to be way more good things that are going to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Chris, you got any final words before we get out of here? So Julie no. can go eat. Yeah, Julie, thank you as <laughs> always. Uh, thank you so much for everything that you do and uh, for blessing us with your presence once again. <laughs> yes. And I want to say thank you for such a beautiful and wonderful uh, gift. And I, like I said, I I'm so honored that and and humbled that you made that for me um and that means a lot to me it's not just something i can put on my wall it's it's a symbol to me and it, it again it it touched my heart so i want to okay. say thank you and i will never forget it it'll always be where i somewhere where i can see it <laughs> um hanging in my office and uh thank you thank you uh, guys for You're again welcome. serving our country thank you for having me on it is an honor and i love it and i have so much fun Absolutely. Merry Thank Christmas, you, Julie. Julie. Yes, uh, Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all each and every one of you. We're gonna have a good Christmas, I have a feeling, and uh, a great new year. And you know, there might be some ups and downs of 2024, but hang on, brace for that impact. God's gonna come in and he's gonna do a lot of damage to the enemies of Almighty God. Absolutely, absolutely, and obviously, everybody, if you for some reason are not following Julie on her channel, I have the link below and go follow her um but other than that we will we think hope we hope you guys have a great weekend we thank you julie we thank you chris for and everybody that came out julie um if you could hang around for 30 seconds after yep. the show ends that'd be great and um no we will talk to you guys on the next one have a merry good night. christmas merry, merry christmas, christmas.